welcome to Mindful Weight Loss. My name is Emily Ericuff, and after struggling as an overeater and a binge eater for most of my life, I have finally figured out how to stop, and I am so excited to share what I've learned with you. Using brain science, psychology, the studies of habit formation and change, Mindful Weight Loss is about putting an end to overeating for good. If you want to transform your relationship to food, your weight, and most importantly to yourself, you are in the right place. Hey guys, welcome to episode seven of the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am so glad that you are here with me. Thank you to the people in Connecticut and Minnesota who are listening. Thank you to those of you in Canada and the Netherlands who are listening. Like I said in the last episode, it's so fun to see where you guys are listening from, and I appreciate every single one of you. And it is my sincerest wish that when you listen to this podcast, you will walk away with insights and actions that you can start applying to your life right now. So let's talk about holiday eating. First off, if you want tips around planning for a single meal, check out episode four that was called Your Five-Step Thanksgiving Strategy. In that episode, I share steps to help you plan and enjoy your Thanksgiving meal, and for many of you, this will help with Christmas dinner as well or other dinner celebrations that you may have coming up. In this episode, I'm going to talk less about meals because you don't need a celebratory meal to overeat. Now, I celebrate Christmas, but I think we can probably all agree that no matter what holiday we celebrate, holiday anxiety is a real thing that we experience. And in my experience, it's because we put so much pressure on ourselves, primarily to do three things. The first is to make things perfect. We try to buy the perfect gifts, bake the perfect cookies, etc. The second way is we try to control other people's behavior. And making things perfect feeds into this. You try to buy the perfect gifts because you want to make people happy. You try to bake the perfect cookies or send a great Christmas card on time because you want people to see you as someone who has it together. And the third thing that we really put pressure on ourselves to do is to enjoy every moment. And I know that hardly sounds like a terrible thing, but when we try to enjoy from a state of have to versus want to, and we don't acknowledge that sometimes we will feel crummy and that's okay, it creates stress, anxiety, and guilt. And I don't have to tell you that carrying those around is the opposite of enjoying every single moment. And notice that these three things we pressure ourselves to do, again, make things perfect, control other people, and enjoy every moment, they're pretty much impossible. There is no perfect, we cannot control other people, no matter how hard we try, And when the dog pukes on the rug, that's not an enjoyable experience. I am pretty good at reframing things. I have not figured out how to make that a great experience. And so we set ourselves up for failure right from the get-go. We ask ourselves for the impossible and then make ourselves feel guilty and feel shame when we don't live up to those impossible expectations. And now, before we go further, I do want to take you on a bit of a tangent here because there's no denying that the pandemic we've been living through is a big part of this. Like it or not, it's affecting our holiday celebrations and so much more. And it's done a number on the entire year. 
This year has not been what any of us has expected. Work, school, and so much more has been turned upside down. People have been laid off. Businesses are struggling or closing down. And you know, even if you haven't experienced that level of economic setback from this, you need to cut yourself a break and realize that you too need to grieve the 2020 you thought you were going to have. Those of us who aren't really struggling with maybe job layoffs and the like, we tend to tell ourselves that because we missed a vacation and have to work from home, that our problems don't matter, that we shouldn't be sad and that we should be counting our blessings instead. And while I totally grant that if you can find a silver lining in all of this and you can focus on that and it actually makes you feel good, that's fantastic. But if, like so many, you're just telling yourself that you should be happy, please notice that that thought doesn't feel good. You are denying what you are really feeling. You are resisting what is really going on with you, and that resistance will likely manifest as overeating. If you have been overeating due to COVID, I would bet money that this is one of the reasons. And the ironic thing is that if you acknowledge those feelings and let them come to the surface, they will move up and out. You will feel some weight lift. And then you will be able to see some more of those positives that you're telling yourself you should be thankful for. So if you want to give yourself a real gift for the holidays and step into the new year with more positivity and more freedom, more love and more appreciation, please make a list of everything that COVID has ruined for you and let yourself feel the sadness. Let yourself dwell on the missed opportunities for a bit. Give yourself an hour to be sad and let yourself cry. Think about all the things you miss. Think about what you miss about going to the office, about the kids actually being in school, all that time you used to have to yourself. Cry about the fact that you never thought you would actually miss your commute, and now you do. Cry about the fact that you probably haven't hung out with your best friends at all this year. You have to let it out to let it go. And yeah, this may be hard. It won't feel good. But I promise that the pain won't last forever and you will feel relief afterwards. It's only what you resist that persists. That quote is so true. And really, that wasn't so much of a tangent because COVID is very likely impacting your holiday celebrations too. You probably are not seeing family and friends like you normally would, and you're going to need to grieve that too. Sure, it may be all for the best in terms of our health and the hospital system, but that doesn't make it suck any less. Saying that your feelings aren't valid doesn't make them go away. You can't control your emotions by ignoring them. The only way to let them go is to acknowledge them and to feel them. So going back to all that pressure we put on ourselves to be happy, my first step is to stop requiring the impossible of yourself. When you feel this pressure, you need to take a good look at what you are attempting to control. Because when you try to control situations or other people's reactions or behaviors or your own emotions, you're asking for the impossible. And that leads me to my next tip, which applies to the holidays and to COVID. Forget the guilt and grieve what you are missing. Stop telling yourself that other people have it worse and allow yourself to acknowledge that there are things in your life that you would prefer to be different and that you have negative emotions about those things. And that's okay. You cannot shift your own frame of mind if you are resisting what you actually think and feel. But if you do acknowledge those feelings and let them move, you make room for new, good thoughts that can lead to new, good feelings. Now, my third tip is related to both of these, and it is to, drumroll please, 
lower your expectations. (laughs) And I know that sounds terrible, right? Like, well, if I just plan on having a terrible time, anything slightly better than that will seem better. Thanks for the wonderful advice. I get it, but hear me out. First off, I'm not talking about having crazy low expectations. I'm talking about something like maybe an 8 out of 10 on a 1 to 10 satisfaction scale. I did talk about this a bit in the Thanksgiving episode, but I want to explain it more thoroughly here. Dopamine is a neurochemical that is associated with pleasure, and it's like a red flag that makes your brain pay attention. And it does this when it anticipates rewards and when it receives rewards. And there's something called the reward prediction error that has a big effect on that latter dopamine production when the reward is received. When we anticipate a reward, we get that initial hit of dopamine, and if we get that reward and it meets our expectations, we get another little hit of dopamine and a little pleasure. However, when that reward doesn't meet our expectations, dopamine shuts down and we feel let down. But when that reward exceeds our expectations, then we get a big hit of dopamine and a big surge of pleasure. So. Keeping your expectations just slightly lower than maybe what you're really after is a great strategy, basically in every life scenario. And again, this can be slight. You don't need to shoot for a 2 out of 10. Just shoot for a 7 or 8 out of 10 instead. And if you get a 9 out of 10, your brain will be really, really happy. And since this is a podcast about losing weight, I want to let you know that this happens with the food we eat too. Dopamine is released when we anticipate eating the good food, and again afterwards when we eat the good food, and I think ideally this would happen when we are both physically sated and mentally satisfied. So you'd get that second dopamine surge to signal satisfaction. However, that reward prediction error happens here too. And when you overdo it on the expectations, when you are anticipating a 12 out of 10, and it's actually more like a 9 out of 10, well guess what? Dopamine shuts down, and you don't get the pleasure you were expecting. Talk about a fantastic scenario for overeating, because this can turn into a vicious cycle. You're not satisfied, so you think, well, maybe this food will do it, and you psych yourself up for something else. You think, this is what I really want. This will definitely be that 10 out of 10. But then it's only an 8 out of 10, because you're actually getting full. And since you were expecting too much, you feel let down again. And then you do it again with another food. Only this time your satisfaction continues to drop because you are beyond physically full. Does this sound familiar or ring a bell to any of you? I really hope so because just knowing this about your brain is huge. The next time you're not satisfied, remember this and know that it's not that the food wasn't good enough, it's not that you just can't be satisfied, and it's not that anything is wrong with you. In fact, your brain is working exactly as it should. And eating more at this point won't satisfy you, no matter how good the food is. So you can avoid this scenario by lowering your expectations around food, by changing your thoughts about the food. And I grant that doing this takes practice, but it is entirely possible to guide your thoughts around food, to realize that you are increasing your own desire and that you need to tone it down a bit. Yes, food is awesome and pleasurable, and it can be a highlight during the day or during the Christmas season. But if it's the only highlight that you are focusing on, and if you really build it up to be some perfect orgasmic experience, then you are probably most likely going to feel let down. 
Because notice, again, you are asking for the impossible. You're asking food to give you some sort of perfect experience that doesn't exist. So please do make food part of your celebration, but don't make it the be-all, end-all of your holidays. And if you have a hard time with that, I challenge you to make a list of everything you can enjoy about the holidays this year, yes, even with COVID going on, that have nothing to do with food. And then focus on those things and actually enjoy them. And if you did the grieving exercise that I already mentioned, this is a great follow-up. You'll be cleaned out, you'll have gotten rid of that guilt, and you will be ready to appreciate all of the wonderful things you do really have at your fingertips. My fourth tip is to make joyful plans. And that might seem counterintuitive to what I just said, but it's really not. The thing is, with weight loss and so many other rewards in life, we've been sold a false idea that hard work, sacrifice, and restriction are the way to get there. So on the one hand, we think we need to restrict and sacrifice to lose weight. And then on the other hand, we try to celebrate and enjoy the abundance that is the holidays, and it just doesn't compute. And one of two things usually end up happening. One, we either try to restrict and deprive ourselves and lose weight through the holidays. And when that feels bad, we run in the other direction and end up overindulging. And then we feel guilty and beat ourselves up for that. The second scenario is we don't try the restriction deprivation part. Instead, we give ourselves a free pass to eat as much as we want during the holidays, promising that we'll get back on track come January 1st. But then, because we have existing patterns of restricting, binging, and guilt around food, we activate those patterns. We can't help it. We probably overindulge, and even though we gave ourselves permission to do just that, we still feel the guilt creep on. And then, because we don't want to acknowledge the guilt, the shame, we just keep on going, promising ourselves that redemption is right around the corner with our amazing ability to transform into a totally different person in order to comply with a restrictive New Year's resolution. So please don't do that to yourself this year. Don't restrict over the holidays, but don't go on the other end of the seesaw and plan to throw caution to the wind either. Neither of those choices feels good. Instead, why not plan to maintain your weight and be sensible? Enjoy all the treats, but don't enjoy all the treats. And the best way to do that is to plan what you are going to eat beforehand. My students learn to plan their meals every day and in a way that's about balance rather than restricting versus overindulging. We plan with the goal of creating a realistic plan that balances foods you love the taste of with foods that feel good in your body. And you can do that and enjoy holiday treats. You can maybe plan for healthier lunches and breakfasts and then plan to leave some room at dinner so you can enjoy a few holiday cookies or pieces of fudge afterwards. And you could do that every single day and maintain your weight. It takes practice, but when you get off the seesaw of restriction versus overindulgence, it's so much easier. And that brings me to my final tip, and that is to pay attention to your eating, especially when you do overeat. Pay attention with the goal of realizing something about the experience, about your brain, about your thoughts, about whether the food was actually enjoyable or not, really anything. Just be in that experience with yourself with compassion. And that doesn't mean that you won't judge yourself or feel guilt or shame. If you are a practiced overeater, those things likely will come up. But instead of following them and going down a path of pain, you can just notice them. Allow them to be there and then refocus yourself 
on what you can learn from the experience. One of my mantras is that every overeat is an opportunity to learn. And that's actually always been true in my experience. So pay attention and ask the right question. Instead of criticizing yourself and asking why the heck you did this again, ask yourself what you can learn from this experience. That reframe, that refocus, that intention to come away with something you can use to help yourself instead of tearing yourself down, that in and of itself is a miraculous change in thinking that can produce really wonderful results. So those are my five tips, and here is a quick recap. Number one, stop trying to do the impossible and stop trying to control things that you really can't. Number two, let go of the guilt and grieve for the 2020 and the holidays you wish you had. Number three, lower your expectations, especially when it comes to holiday treats. Number four, make joyful, sensible plans. Get off the seesaw and create plans that are balanced. And five, pay attention to your eating and make the intention to learn something if you do overeat. Again, I sincerely hope this helps you through December and beyond. Next week, I will be talking about New Year's resolutions, so please join me. And please enjoy everything about the holidays that you can and let yourself feel crappy about the things you can't. Thanks so much for listening. If you're ready to put this information into practice, visit mindfulweightlosscoach.com. You can get access to a free meditation or jump right in and sign up for the 12-week program. And if you got something out of this podcast, there are three things I want you to do. Number one, subscribe. Number two, leave a review. And number three, tell a friend. When overeating is out of control and running the show, we suffer. I want every woman to have these tools so we can all put an end to that suffering and start living life on our own terms.